You are of the divine, by the divine, for the divine, 100% divine yourself. You wouldn't have come here if you could get totally lost and not autocorrect. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took five, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Happy Monday, time for a spiritual tune-up. What an exciting week we've got lined up. Last week, I spoke on how not to be so judgmental and critical of others, a lesson that's been hard-earned for myself. This week, a follow-up question that is rather brilliant and timely. Mike, I can feel the connection with others, but not myself. How can I be less critical of myself? Well, I have had the great fortune uh, eight years ago of having a daughter. And I can tell you, uh, it has changed my entire worldview with regard to self, but it was a long meandering path. And whether or not you have kids, that's absolutely irrelevant. I want you to think of the person right now you have loved the most and the deepest in your entire life. Who have you loved, felt love for the most in your entire life? Could be absolutely anybody. And I want you to understand and recognize that your love for that person, undoubtedly like the love I feel to this day for my daughter, is truly not about what they do or don't do. I could watch my water water, my daughter walk across the room and just be humbled. I can watch her sleep and, and my head is in the clouds. I am just in awe at the utter perfection um, of this human being. And, and, and I know that perhaps the excuse that I've given myself permission to love so much is that she's my daughter. Of course, she is a vessel of God, a spark of the divine no less magnificent than every single little girl and little boy out there. But I just give myself this reason to love her. But in that love of her, as I just shared, I am not ignorant to the fact that the same spark of God is in every little girl and in every little boy. And I got to be pretty dense if I don't realize that Every man and woman was once a little boy with that spark. And that spark can never be taken away. We can dull it, we can hide it, we can pretend we don't see it in others and or ourselves, but we can realize that there is the spark of the divine in everyone. And that alone is enough to be swept off your feet in awe, just as you feel for that person that you have loved more than anybody in the world. You recognize that it wasn't for reasons. It was for their essence. It was for 
the, the force of the divine that flowed through who they were, and even though they might have an attitude, even though they might behave badly, even though they might not eat their vegetables, even though they might have a temper tantrum, behind the austere face of a stern parent is just a crumbling of their heart every time they witness this perfection. And if you can see it in one person, you can see it in a second person. And if you can ultimately get to where it is in every man, woman, and child, every living, breathing, sentient, and non-sentient creature, every mote of dust, you've got to see it in you. At least intellectually, know that it's in you. And then you can bridge that gap and realize that the divine loves you the way you love that one person. And that you are every bit as lovable and as deserving of love as that person you have loved the most in your entire life. This has helped me to be less judgmental, less critical, because we pick objective things and measuring sticks and scales and weights and performance or lack thereof, and we grade ourselves and we think that is what makes you worthy or not of love. That's not true for the one that you've most loved in your life. It's not about what you do or don't do, what you've done or haven't done, what you, what you wish you hadn't done. It's not about that. See through these trivial, trite, fleeting, temporary conditions that are blinding you to the magnificence and the awesome nature of yourself. Even when you sleep, you are that lovable. Even when you walk across the room and you stammer and bumble and fumble and self-doubt or self-loathe, you are so lovable. I don't want to say you're even more lovable, although you are more lovable, but don't think you need to, to self-criticize to be more lovable. You just cannot not be so lovable. You must be able to see this. I know you can. And if you want to punish yourself for some reason, then that has nothing to do with how loved you are nor how lovable you are. And take that separate thing and go look at it under a microscope, do some deductive reasoning and realizing you're bringing it into an equation that it does not belong. You could not possibly be more lovable than you are now. You never will be more lovable than you are now. Because you have already maxed the scale, maxed the charts. And if you have trouble thinking of the one person you love, because everybody disappointed me at some point or another, we play that game, we play that game. Then think of your fur babies. Think of your little cat, your little dog, your horse, your pony, your goat, your parrot. Oh my God, can you not see God in them? The curiosity, the spunk, the playfulness. Are they measuring themselves? Are they judging themselves? Just get rid of that crap. That doesn't mean you don't, you're not going to have desires and dreams and evolution and reach for the stars and try and, and live your awesome life. You're still going to do all those things, but you're not going to rate them to determine how lovable you are. I've often wondered if I could ever love myself as much as I love my daughter. Uh, it seemed an absolutely impossible task in the beginning but as you lean into it uh, and now you know weeks turned into months turned into years with this observation it's like I'm there intellectually 
Uh, and maybe sometimes I'm there emotionally. But I'm not going to judge myself because this is pure love, love, divinity everywhere. Um, and, I, and I know that you can do the same. You can stop criticizing and measuring yourself and thinking that these are what earn love because they have never had anything to do with love. Thanks for the opportunity to let me answer this amazing question. I hope you all can lean into this. Love yourself a little bit more without tools of measurement in any regard or capacity. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Well, welcome aboard for another spiritual tune-up. Thanks for the great questions you post uh, below on Facebook and on Instagram. Special shout-out to Infinite Possibility members who use their back channels. Going to be looking forward to my mini manifesting workshop um, in just 45 minutes. But for now, here we go. Mike, one thing I struggle with is... Uh, the idea of manifesting for someone else or together. For example, what if a couple wants a baby and one person is positive and the other one is not? Or one partner believes they will get the dream home, but the other partner doesn't believe in the law of attraction. Thoughts on this, please. Wow, what a slippery slope relationships are, but man, so much fun riding in that toboggan together. Who knows where it's going to go? Let me tell you this. Just as we each choose our lifetimes based on the likelihood of various scenarios, probabilities playing out. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to go there. I'll probably be good in math. I'll probably hate the arts. I'll probably, and we create our own inclinations by uh, the package of our passions. So we have this package of passions and we look, hmm, where will I learn the most and have a really good time? These are the two things we're looking for. And so before a life ever begins in these sacred jungles of time and space, massive planning, you know, in a nanosecond, massive planning in the mind of God, of which you are intimately involved, discerns and decides where most of your check boxes will be achieved. Most, nothing is set in stone, it's all probabilities. And before you meet that certain someone that you're going to embark upon a relationship with, massive planning in a nanosecond in the mind of God takes place. That package of your passions and that package of their passions, well, they have been being drawn together over the, the millennia, the millennia, and suddenly the probabilities are being laid out and it looks like you're going to have so much to learn and so much fun in the right proportions for each of you. This is like, oh my God, a match made in heaven. That's the expression. No chance encounter. No odd serendipities. No unexpected coincidences. Went without profound planning. Okay, planning in ways that we cannot comprehend. And so that person you meet is going to match perfectly with your package of passions for learning 
and joy. And very often we can learn the most when there's adversity, when there are differences, when there might be a fork in the road that's going to make us ask some really good questions. And it's not just about learning and it's not just about adversity and nobody has to go down any of those paths. But it's the balance of learning and joy that we all seek to perfect. And it's this balance that brought you to the perfect match. Here are some of the questions uh, such decisions might elicit. You know, what will you choose when the two of you get to this one juncture and you have to decide, should we move to Florida? Should we move to California? Should we have a baby? Should we not have a baby? What will you choose? What will you value? What will be your priorities? What will you place on the pedestal? Maybe yourself, finally. Um, what's most important to you? Uh, will there be a compromise? Will there be a trade? Are you going to be creative? Is this going to be about you? Nothing wrong with that. Is this going to be about others? Nothing wrong with that. Is it going to be fun? That's the name of the game. These forks in the road of life elicit questions and self-reflection that often would not otherwise come about. This is why you have that perfect person. So don't think, man, everything's great except we can't decide on whether or not to raise a family. Everything's great because you can't decide whether or not to raise a family. Both of you are being pressed inward to reevaluate priorities, considerations, possibilities to come up with a creative answer in love and joy. Now, consider the greatness, and they're all great, of a relationship is never a measure of duration. It is not about, boy, this relationship's so good because it lasted seven miserable decades. Uh, that's not a good relationship. You're better off having a, a seven-week relationship in which there was love and learning, happiness and joy, than a seven-decade relationship where neither bloomed. Okay, so a relationship like a lifetime is about learning and it's about joy. It's all packaged up in love, learning and joy. And sometimes we choose to learn a lot fast, even in the absence of joy, because joy will be the payday. And that the longer you dedicate yourself to learning, the greater the joy will ultimately be. This is a very valid reason to put yourself through school, the school of love and romance, the school of decisions and values. So it doesn't have to be that way. We each get to decide how much we learn, how much we play, in what ratio and with who. There's nothing, also consider this, there's nothing unspiritual about a relationship ending. Maybe some people get into a relationship so that they can learn that the relationship can end in love. That doesn't mean you need to be mushy-mushy and continue to see that person, but you can just be like, all right, I found myself in this relationship. I found myself and I bless you for that. And now that I find myself, I'm gonna go find somebody else who sees in me what I now see in me. Finally, you gave me the greatest gift of all. I'm not saying a relationship needs to end. I'm not saying a relationship uh, is supposed to be anything other than what you decide. Yet often there are gifts in a relationship that escape 
our obvious glance, um, and, and always what shows up in a relationship, just like what shows up in life was there with an awareness. You had an awareness of it prior to even the life or the relationship arising, and it was worthy of pursuing to see what you might do with it. Fellow adventures, the bottom line in life is you can't get it wrong. You are loved and adored, pushed on to greatness every day. Everyone gets second chances, third chances, and millionth chances. So follow your bliss, open your heart, learn, live in joy. It's all about love. Jumbo fellow adventurers, and welcome to another spiritual tune-up. Today's question, Mike, when acting as if, that means acting in life as if your dreams have already come true. Putting that vibration out there, it's a done deal. When doing this, Mike, I can sometimes throw up unconscious fears and become totally overwhelmed. Mike, what happens when you're doing your positive affirmations, shining your light, and then underlying negative, limiting, invisible beliefs raise their ugly head and create the total opposite of what you wanted? And then you're faced with your fears and a life turned upside down. Oh my gosh, that sounds like some serious heavy-duty lifting. And it sounds like there's hardly any room for the universe and its magic. Meanwhile, you're naming, limiting, and diagnosing yourself prematurely. Don't jump to conclusions. Realize you're not vulnerable even if you did have an issue. Understand you can auto-correct and this is your nature. If you keep on riding that bicycle, don't stop. Don't get off. Don't be like, what's wrong with me? I want this. It didn't happen. Something's wrong. So often my life has shown me as yours has shown you that sometimes the thing you thought you wanted, you didn't really want. And your greater self with a confluence of all of your other desires was automatically going to rearrange that and give you something even better. But first, A, B, and C need to be taken care of. That deserves a standing ovation. That does not deserve getting off your bike, pointing fingers at yourself. I can't get this right. It must be because I acted with faith. It must be because I had some fears. I must have an invisible limiting self-sabotaging beliefs. None of those things applied. It was the divine GPS network finding a better, quicker, happier, smoother ride for you while bringing along even better than you asked for, yet because we want it, it doesn't show up, we draw the conclusion that we're flawed. You are of the divine, by the divine, for the divine, a hundred percent divine yourself. You wouldn't have come here if you could get totally lost and not autocorrect. You wouldn't have come here if you could become less than who you already are. Those things are impossible. It's a fluid game in motion. The pendulum swings back and forth. And yes, maybe like me, you undoubtedly have a few invisible limiting self-sabotaging beliefs. But I'm sure like me, you have a whole lot of momentum and beauty and glory. 
You are this magnificent tidal wave of love and joy careening through the universe. You are a gladiator of love. You are all those things while having a few invisible, limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs. Don't focus on those. You might not even have connected the dots properly and they're not in your way with regard to this manifestation. Focus on your magnificence. Focus on all that's working right. Focus on all the problems you've never had. Focus on the fact that your life runs smoothly and it will do so when you stop trying to over-diagnose what's going on, when you stop trying to pick yourself apart, when you stop trying to look for what's wrong. Celebrate what's right. You, everything is lining up on your behalf. Your positive thoughts are 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. You don't have to micromanage every single step. And the best way to stop micromanaging every single step and having the pressure that you think you have to do that is to stop judging every single step. Here's your mantra. It's working. It's so working. It's totally working. It never fails. Every day I get closer. Every day it gets easier. I love my life. My life is so easy. I'm a gladiator of love and joy, a tidal wave of eternal energy careening through the universe, going where I want, and everything always works itself out. I always get out of my own way. That's a little bit of a double negative. So uh, everything always works itself out. Every step becomes crystal clear as I'm take, finishing the last one. Um, everything I touch turns to gold. That's who you really are. This is always who you've really been. This is who you will always be. So don't think you're vulnerable, you're not. Don't think you have to diagnose every nanosecond of your life and draw bogus conclusions on it. Don't think you have to do anything other than follow your heart, open your heart, open your mind, ask some new questions, enjoy the journey, you become unstoppable. Well, at least you realize you're unstoppable. You've been unstoppable all along. You'll always be unstoppable. Jumbo Fellow Adventures is Mike Dooley to remind you that your thoughts become things in one more spiritual tune-up. I do these Monday through Thursday answering your questions below on Facebook and or Instagram. Thank you so much for being here with me. Today's question, uh, deep. If emotions drive our thoughts, wouldn't it be the place to begin? Begin, I guess, understanding ourselves by starting with our emotions. Continues. If you change your emotions, your thoughts automatically change. Reference David Hawkins, The Map of Consciousness. Now, I have not read David, David Hawkins. Um, I'm not a psychologist. Uh, but having dwelled on these things for uh, the five decades of my nearly totally adult life, four decades of adult life, uh, and written and spoken and uh, on and on and on, and just self-reflection, you can answer anything. I think I have something uh, helpful. But, uh, you know, I wanted to give you that qualification first uh, before I went any further. In my view, our emotions... Not to be confused with our feelings like intuition. Our emotions are not drivers. Our emotions are the reaction to our perceptions. 
our perceptions, how we see the world, is a function of our thoughts and our beliefs. And if we think life is hard and people are jerks and it's all a test and God is angry, if that's what we think, that's what we come to believe, then we will literally create the evidence of our thoughts and beliefs on the fly as we go out into the world. And our perception of somebody falling down or yelling or we'll be like, see, I told you life is hard. People are jerks. God is angry. I need to be patient. I'm supposed to forgive them. It's not easy. And the more you have that reaction to your perceptions, thoughts, and beliefs, the more you will reinforce your perceptions, thoughts, and beliefs. And the more similar emotions will arise from the confluence of perceptions, thoughts, beliefs. Really, our perceptions are our thoughts and beliefs meeting earlier manifestations, earlier thoughts and beliefs. Um, how can we work around this so we don't go down in a spiral? Angry God, people are jerks, life's a test. Oh, see, the evidence is everywhere. This is where the spark of divinity shows up again bright in our lives. Curiosity, wonder, imagination, visualization, even getting a little logical. Logic can pay some big dividends. <clears throat> Deductive reasoning, rationale, connecting some dots. Does your conclusion hold up? to the experience of other people. Some people seem to bounce into good news and happy breaks, and other people seem to bounce into jerks and morons. What's the difference? Their thoughts and beliefs giving rise to different perceptions, evidenced by more emotions. Through wonder, through curiosity, we can reach around the veil we can pretend to see, we can imagine other alternatives. And when we do that enough, and it doesn't take much, this is the art of visualization, just picture in your mind. When we do that enough, and it doesn't take much, we start to see evidence of what we've been picturing here. It starts to rewire our beliefs, not overnight, but it happens over a month, over six months, over a year, over a lifetime, until you can get to that place where everything is easy and there's joy around every corner and you see God in the eyes of all. And when somebody behaves badly, you know it's their own confusion. And maybe this has shown up in your life so that you can be a light. Or maybe it's shown up in your life so you can learn to say no. Or maybe it's shown up in your life, you get to discern and figure that one out for you. Our emotions are the crown jewels of living in these sacred jungles of time and space. Imagine divine intelligence everywhere always at once. Do you think divine intelligence is ever homesick? Do you think divine intelligence ever gets angry? Do you think divine intelligence uh, loses uh, herself uh, in pity parties uh, or in happy dancing? It's just this magnificent buzz of bliss and ecstasy, if you will. That's divine intelligence, not in sense of emotion, but this is just the, the vibration that we get to 
experience because we chose to separate it's an illusion separate from divine intelligence and look back on it all oh my gosh i'm here not there i want to go there oh i'm falling in love with somebody and they're falling in love with me but divine intelligence does not feel homesick divine intelligence would not know any emotions were it not for us living in these illusions and you might say well divine intelligence would know love that suggestion <clears throat> is speaking of human love. Divine intelligence didn't have a clue about human love until we showed up. Divine love is not anything like what we call love. As Neil Donald Walsh said, our version of love is need. I need you so much. I need you so much. Oh, you make my heart go Twitter. I need you. I need you. That's human love. That, that did not exist until we arrived. And we generally have all kinds of conditions on our love. No matter who you are, no matter how involved you are, you generally have conditions on your love. It is not remotely the same thing as this emanating bliss from the mind of God. So, to be here in the juice of illusions and separation, slowly discovering your power, falling in love, the human love, it's still beautiful most of the time. Um, Feeling homesick, feeling a yearning, feeling a longing, feeling anger, all of these are the crown jewels that would never otherwise be known or experienced if it wasn't for our dive into these jungles of time and space. Now, some of those emotions, some of those crown jewels really suck. They're no fun at all. And so by understanding their origins, as I've laid out, you can go to wherever you have unpleasant emotions and realize they are always a function of misunderstandings, yours, of confusion, yours, of not being in alignment with truth. And so to any degree, and I challenge myself to do this, you know, in any moment of any day when you're thinking this, if you're not feeling at ease, in peace, brimming with joy, there's confusion. This doesn't mean you're bad. This means you took this great challenge to come to the jungles of time and space. And it means you can get to the other side of it, the other side of that unpleasant emotion, while still being here having a really good time because you know what it's like to happy dance and feel good. It's, it's the best, right? And you can bring yourself to that 24-7. So whenever you're not feeling it, ask why. Are you angry at someone? Do you feel shortchanged? Are you thinking that you're vulnerable? Those are all wrong. They're all lies. Those are all dramas made up in your mind. And while you might put yourself in danger, <clears throat> that is not your nature. And, and, and the danger is of an illusory nature, nothing to do with reality itself, which doesn't mean don't be careful, okay? Because the illusions, this, this illusion here is pretty precious to me. And I hope yours is to you. So you can change those emotions that are unpleasant by asking yourself, where am I not aligned with truth? Are you feeling anxiety? Are you in a big hurry? Uh, so, so how do you as an eternal being of light get so swept off your feet that you think there's not enough hours in the day? I mean, time's an illusion and you have as many days as you want. You're not limited to a lifetime. You're not limited to a billion lifetimes. You are the eyes and the ears of God. And somehow, in some way, not saying it's easy, but you can do it, chisel away at the lies, chisel away at the confusion, chisel away with love in your heart. 
You can do this. In the meantime, feel your emotions. Don't ever bottle them up. Don't ever deny them. Feel your emotions. But those that are unpleasant, ask, how else can I see this situation? What might I be missing? Because your emotions, like your physical manifestations, will otherwise, unchecked, reinforce the false limiting beliefs, perceptions that arose from your thoughts and beliefs out of alignment with truth. And you can fix that. We can all fix that. And we didn't sign up for easy. We signed up for adventure. And this is part of the adventure. And that doesn't mean you can't do it. You can do it. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up, along with one million other subscribers, for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple We've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.